RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode with Live Bold and Boss Up podcast. We're super excited to chat with just Steph and I today. I know, it hasn't been just us in a little while. I know. Um, we wanted to ask you guys if you could share and like um, and subscribe and support your girls. We really appreciate it. We think that a lot of this information is great to get out there. A lot of people need it. I need it. I need I it too. Need it. I think I do it for myself too sometimes. <laughs> so today we were going to talk about what should you not say and what should you say in business meetings. Right. Yes. I And the, my, the inspiration behind this really is the meetings that we have in the office. I say words that I'm like, why did I say that? I, I say, I think this or I, I have some uncertain words that are just not sure and then I recap my meeting. I'm like, I could have done that much better. Right. Yeah. No, I think we all do that. So hopefully the things that we'll, we'll say today will help you, you know, moving forward in meetings, um, how to sound intelligently in meetings. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. We're going to do the, what you should not say first. Oh, there's a whole slew of these. I know. Obviously, by listening to the podcast, you can tell I do a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, filler words. I do a lot of it. Um, You know, the ums. Uh. um. (laughs) (laughs) Like is another one. There's lots of them. But I think to eliminate that, just think before you speak. Slow down. Think. And it will help eliminate all those filler words that you want to say because you're you're trying to to think too fast. Speak too fast. Right. I think it's important to know that, um, um, damn it. Now that we're saying it, <laughs> I know. I'm probably going to say gonna them all the time. That. Like words that say like literally kind of, it, it just doesn't really add color to your, to what you're saying. No. It doesn't add facts. Mm-mm. One thing that I did, this was years ago, but it helped me a lot. And thanks to my dad who, he was a big proponent in this, but um, I went to, there we, There I go again. I went to Toastmasters, which makes you very aware of the things that you say and how to present to a group or even speaking in business meetings. Toastmasters is great. It made me very aware because you're practicing speaking in front of people. Mm-hmm. That was one thing my dad taught me. To, that's so cute. I, I love your daddy. So sweet me too. <laughs> so that's one thing that you can do, but just being aware of what you say is, you know, the first step, right? You know, is another you know. way. It's pro- <laughs> it probably is on our list over here. It is. Uh, what are some more things? Cause I feel like there's so many. Well, I think a group of, of words that I think everyone says are in my opinion, well, the way I see it, mm-hmm. I may be wrong, but, oh, that makes me cringe. Right. It's almost like you're trying to like add some cushion just in case you are wrong instead of just stating the fact. You know what? Dive in. Be wrong if you're just wrong. Who cares? Like own it. Right. Own your stuff. Right. It's, it's your trim your hedges down to a minimum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> trim those hedges, darling. I would like to, I mean- the 
the sound of these, I hope you can hear, it doesn't sound very confident or smart or intelligent. Mm-hmm. They're, they're unnecessary filler words. Right. Speak in, in short sentences. You don't need to just keep talking just to ramble on and to get your point across. Just state it, period. Have that be your point. Stop. Think about the next thing that you're going to say and then say it again. And then over time, it will get more natural. From what we've researched too, body language is really important. Mm-hmm. You can use your hands, but don't use them too aggressively, but use them to help you express certain words. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important to your posture, how you're sitting. Don't slouch over. Gosh, if can you picture it? Like you're slouched over and you're saying, well, the way I see it, or I think, or I would like to, you seem so unsure and not confident. Right. No one's going to take you seriously. Other words that just provide unnecessary padding is words like uh, pretty much, almost, uh, really, I say really, probably more than I need to, generally, usually, things, words like that aren't necessary. Just cut those words out. Just being aware of, of them lessen those that unnecessary padding whenever you're speaking. Right. Because you could use these words and make it sound like, wow, you know, I've I've pretty much seen this happen. And it's like, well, what what does that mean? You know, maybe you could say, I've seen this happen 50% of the time. Right. That's like that's a huge difference. Right. I think being prepared helps when going into a meeting that way you're not questioning putting all those words in like I think or acting a little bit unsure Mm -hmm. you go in and you state the facts so you have to be prepared Mm -hmm. one of my pet peeves is asking for validation the word right oh oh (laughs) you know whenever you're talking and you're like right Like you need that validation. Mm -hmm. And I know so many people that do this and it's almost like they just, they just need the validation on what they just said. Like you don't need to say right, just period. Exactly. I was going to say right. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Don't you think? Yeah, that's not good. Don't, don't end in a question. No. Right? Yes. Period. Mm -hmm. State, state the facts. Yes. State them, you know, slow down if you need to think about it. Mm -hmm. Some other words that people use, maybe not even in in a business meeting, but just just in general, when you're having a a conversation is that's not at my pay grade or that's not my job. No, you know what? I don't care if it's your job or not. Do it. (laughs) You know, that's what a good employee does. You wear multiple hats. You do things that aren't listed on your job description. You do it. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to hear that it's not your job. Right. Or that it's not in your pay scale or like I can be taking the trash out here. It's not my job. Right. It wasn't on my job responsibilities. I make the coffee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You sometimes you do things that you do what you need to do. That's what sets the difference between a great employee and a good employee. Well, and also if you do things that are above your pay grade, doesn't that show that you can do more things and you can have job enrichment and you can grow in the company? Yep. So, right. Don't say that. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 
Very right. Very true. Very true. Another thing, I think that you should increase your vocabulary by not saying words that aren't professional. Mm -hmm. Not that you need to speak super professional because I am not. And that is clear. Right. We like to bring in some casual words just to make the meeting more fun. But you don't need to say words in a business meeting. If you're meeting with your C-levels or your clients, like bro or dude or man. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I concur. Yes. (laughs) Now I'm thinking of all my words that I like to use. Ashley's very good at her vocabulary. Just rolls off the tongue, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing I think you should avoid is saying phrases like trust me or honestly because yes. why wouldn't you trust me like am i do i nor- not normally speak honest so why now am i saying honestly right right exactly uh what's the other one you said you were you were talking about it earlier you said uh trust me did you just say that i just said trust oh me. trust me and honestly oh i didn't hear it i heard one thing <laughs> another Way to active listen Actively I was listen. gonna say key listening skills is also important. Key listening skills are very <laughs> important. Have those in a meeting. The another word that bugs me, and maybe you guys can help me out because I don't think this is a word. Irregardless. It's not a People word. People say irregardless. I don't believe it's a word. It is not in my dictionary. It's you have ear and then you have less in this word. And it's it regardless. It, right. You say regardless. Right. Your regardless is like a double negative. Right. Right. If you disagree with me, let it's me like know. Ain't ain't ain't, ain't oh. a word. No. Oh, that's terrible. I didn't even think we had to bring that up. You know what is a word though? Y'all. Is it? Yes. I'm really happy because I text that all the time now. I say it. I text it. And if <laughs> any listeners wants to debate let us know, but y'all is a word. Oh, that sounds like a challenge. Where did you find out that y'all was actually a word? Because I, I say it all the time. <laughs> it's it a is fact. a word because I say it all the time. In the South, it is a word. I bet it's in the Southern Dictionary. I, I would agree with you on that mm-hmm. one. The Southern Dictionary. Yes. Regardless, irregardless is not a word. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So now what should you say in a business meeting? Right. What are some highly effective words? For sounding intelligent in business meetings. Right. Well, MIT did a study. They did a data-driven approach to specific words that you that are have more powerful and more meaning um, and have more results in a in a meeting. Which I thought this was interesting. I thought this was Some interesting too because these words aren't the usual words that you would you would think. Yeah, they're not big words. They're not fancy words. They're just normal words. Right. But they have effectiveness in fact one of the words i didn't even think you would want to say right in a meeting so what are some of these words okay well the first one the one that i was kind of blown away by was yeah right right it's weird like and that is here yeah it's it is literally the first word yeah y-e-a-h right not yes but yeah right and the next one is give Mm -hmm. okay i i get that give start that makes sense meeting and discuss those mm-hmm. were like the top five i think you have to use it in the are, right form exactly as well like you can't just say yeah as you know just insert it wherever well right exactly right 
context. So when you're using the word yeah, for example, you have to be careful where you where you say it because if you're saying it when someone else changes the, the topic or the subject, then when you say yeah, they're assuming that you're ready to change the topic and you're moving to that that other conversation. Or at the end of the meeting, if they're wrapping it up and you say, yeah, they're assuming that you're ending the meeting. So you have to be careful. You have to use them mm-hmm. appropriately. And certain words used at the beginning of the meeting have more effectiveness and power. Like that's how you start the meeting off strong. You want to start the meeting off strong. So that way people are listening and they're engaged, which right. I think it's important to use, you know, have a timeline, be organized. All those things have to happen as well. But then using these power words, at the beginning of a meeting, particularly, I think helps. Right, exactly. So um, saying the word start, for example, gets everyone's attention. Hey, let's start the meeting. So now everyone's like, okay, we're here. We're kind of, you know, gr- doing a greeting thing and we're kind of small talking. And then when someone says, okay, let's start, mm-hmm. they they kind of get their attention and they're like a little bit more focused, yes. has a little bit more power to it. Mm-hmm. And I think by being obviously positive throughout a meeting and not have it be negative, I think there's a a way to, you know, relay negative information if you need to. But I think there's a, a you have to put a positive spin on it to, you know, motivate people and not that have them be discouraged. So I think, you know, always having a positive spin on things, relaying information the right way and maybe ending with a positive you know, uplifter after you were, after you give the negative information. We've been working on that. I feel like a lot with, with us, because, you know, you can get into your meeting and, okay, we need to do this, 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 and this let's go, go, go. And then like, where's, where's the positivity? Like, let's have fun. Remember why we're doing this. We're Mm -hmm. having, you know, we like what we do. We love what we do. Right. And I think it's always important to close a meeting with positivity positive words, then you're going to get a positive response. People are going to go back to their desks and they're going to want to work. Right. Rather than being discouraged. How do you use give in a meeting as a power word? Maybe giving someone some response, certain responsibility that they wanted to take on or giving someone the table. Yeah. You know, if you're giving, giving some someone something is a positive thing, right? You're not taking it away. You're giving it. So I think give in itself is a positive word, right? Like let's, let's, let's give the mic to Stephanie and see what she has to say on this. Yes. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe. Yeah. is one of the words. I know it's crazy. I say it all the time. It's crazy. We've talked about that. We should have talked about that. Which that was actually on our list of things not to say, um, because this is where emotional intelligence, emotional IQ, which we actually did a podcast on episode 14, episode 14, check it out. That's a really good one about emotional intelligence in the workplace. Yes. But controlling those emotions. And I think this is especially important in meetings and phrases like that's crazy or how stupid or anything that that shows that you can't really control your emotions and that you're like taking it extreme mm-hmm. that just shows that you don't have a very high sense of emotional intelligence right and it's funny because 
I love, that's crazy. I think I I, say that all the time. I feel like we say it now because it has like a history. Right. There was a, there was a joke behind it and we say it as a joke, but nobody else knows that. Right. So they might, they They take it out of context. Yes. Yes. Right. I agree. What are, oh, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to discuss some of the other words. Um, that were listed as the five power words like uh, discuss or meeting. Those mm-hmm. sound so serious to me. That, so serious around here. <laughs> but I think that you do. And if you are going to have a business meeting, you want to have it come across as serious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's get down to business. Let's have this discussion or let's have this meeting. And then afterwards we can, you know, have a little fun. But right now, this is what the discussion is. Right. It it, it makes all the attendees pay attention to, okay, we're going to discuss mm-hmm. this, this, and this. So they have the expectation that in this meeting, you're going to discuss this. So, right. right it, gives, it gives people the opportunity to pay attention to those specific topics. Right. Mm-hmm. And then changing the subject. I think those are all good keywords. Like, yeah, actually, it says for changing the subject, like you mentioned, yeah, that's a great point. Now let's move on or start. So then then you're stating the, the beginning of a new topic. Mm-hmm. Closing the meeting, I think words, um, you know, some of the same words, I think, are good in closing a meeting. Right. So these are these are five words you can use throughout the meeting that are effective ways of starting changing the subject and closing the meeting. Right. They're, they're not only effective, they're like the five most powerful words you can use. I can't believe that. That is very, I know that's Mm -hmm. really interesting. Um, so I really enjoyed reading that, that data, um, from MIT. And we just wanted to share it with you guys. Right. I think these are all things that I am definitely going to work on. And I think a lot of people, not, I think a lot of people can work on these. I hear it every day, period. (laughs) (laughs) I may talk like that in meetings just for a little bit while I'm practicing. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh Just to show people how not to speak in meetings. Exactly. Exactly. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Oh, I use that so often now with kids. Exactly. (laughs) Well, this has been a fun episode. We've hoped that you enjoyed it as well. Please give us your feedback. If there's things that we've missed or other words that you hear in meetings that make you cringe or that you think are effective, let us know. We would love love to hear hear it. We're always trying to be better in the workplace. Yes. And until next time, live bold and boss up. This is a Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida Quick Fix on Radio Influence. I'm really excited about today because I am going to be chatting all things tailgating with Jordan Tramble from the Tampa Bay Sports Commission. Tampa Bay Tailgate Taste Fest is in its seventh year. We love this event. It is one of our favorite events. Um, Every year we bring out 12 to 16 different restaurants. Um, they participate in a food competition and a cook-off. There are three different categories that they can enter dishes into. That is meat dish, side dish, and dessert. Um, and then there's the judge's choice and people's choice. So if you come out, you will have 
um, the chance to participate in the judging, even as a spectator. We play college football games all day. The event is from 3 p.m. to 1030. Um, so we'll play a total of four games throughout the day. Um, we have a stage that is programmed with local bands. This year we have Aubrey Willette, um, Oakley Band, Angie Ray, and No Filter performing. And then we invite all of our local franchises to come out. And so the event is not just about football anymore. The franchises all, all come out and bring activations like the Lightning brings the Rolling Thunder. Um, the Rays bring out their pitching inflatable. Gasparilla Bowl will sponsor our 16-team cornhole tournament. Um, the Bucks cheer squad always comes out. And it's just a great family fun day. Valspar Championship brings out their putting green. In 2019, actually, it flipped from college football to being a raised watch party. And, you know, fingers crossed, we're in the playoffs again. You never know what could happen. Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.